It's going down on another episode of Table Scraps. Are you recording? Yeah. What's that? What is it? Yes. How the fuck would I know? Bush light? Like oh. apple juice. I figured you grab my last bush light. <laughs> I'm like, there's all kinds of weird shit in here in one bush light. I guess I'll drink bush light. Yeah, there is. Oh, those two hearteds on the bottom are pretty good. What? Those, uh, they I have like the fish those. on them. Oh, you don't? Uh-uh. Yeah. Well, you're... I always see you kind posting different shit. So do you guys just get samples in and then you... I buy that shit. You buy it? Do you I mean, I get samples too, but... Do you have the blue UV in a can? Yes. I'm going to try Well, it. it's currently out of stock from the distributor, but of I carry it. Of course it is. Everything I And I moved it, by stock. the way. So they used to be out in the aisle. Yep. They're now in the walk-in beer cooler. All right. As of yesterday. Let me know when they're back. All right. I'll Welcome. Welcome to the Table Scraps. Um, we got some... A new person. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to introduce yourself? My or name you? is Molly. Okay. Because if you didn't, we would just call you caller number eight. No, Molly. Okay, Molly. <laughs> and you didn't win because it was supposed to be caller nine. Yes, so, you know, yes. you didn't win shit. I never win either. Caller number eight. All right. So it's going to be a little bit different um, yeah, vibe today. Gonna We're going to um, be more on the serious note. And since I was tardy. <laughs> tardy. Tardy. Um, Three minutes. Tardy hunching. No, I was just tardy. And the rubber tires. <laughs> tardy. Um. Apparently, we got some stuff that we're going to be talking about that I don't even know about. So, what's what's the what's up? Man? We do. I, we do. Should we start it exactly how it started before? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Basically, there was a very lengthy discussion prior to this, but I came on board with the conversation with the sentiment that when Collar Kaepernick first kneeled during the national anthem, I wasn't necessarily offended, but I didn't get it, and I can admit that. Uh, I'm a patriot when it comes to the American flag and. Uh, I thought that maybe that was probably out of touch with what's supposed to happen during the singing of the national anthem. Until later, I found out that service members came forward and applauded the effort by saying we fought for the right to do such things. And it, it made me take a really hard look at exactly what the flag means and what the national anthem means. And I had to side then with Colin on that, that uh, he has the right to do that. Um, But through that, we channeled the discussion about the flag. And as you all know, when you came up to my house, I have an American flag hanging out in front of my house. Mm -hmm. The flag means something different to probably every single person. Mm -hmm. And that's what we need to talk about right now is the flag and its true meaning. Whether it's for you personally or your perceptions or what you think the worldview is of it. But this is where we got into yeah. a really healthy conversation. So. Right. Because I was kind of sharing that, you know, for me, um, and like I said, from a lot of different people's perspective, that flag does not mean the same thing to everybody. You right. know? So there's a lot of people that hold the flag and it's sacred. And I was kind of sharing with Glenn that for me, it doesn't really mean a whole lot. I don't, I don't, I don't get anything from it. It didn't shield yeah. me from anything. I, I don't feel like I don't, I, doesn't, I don't get treated any, I don't, yeah. I don't feel that me as a person of color experiences the same equality that that re- that flag is supposed to represent. So for me, it's never been anything that I'm like, or the national anthem is the same thing. I always kind of tell Glenn that people don't probably, there's some people that don't know me for a long time. No, I've never stood for the national anthem. Never. Why? 
Because I just, I never ever experienced what okay. it's like to feel like being treated that I'm truly equal as everybody else. Mm-hmm. So I've never, and even when I was younger, I remember, you know, uh, when I was even in high school, kids' parents would be like, you know, how come he doesn't stand? And, you know, why, you know, sporting events or, you know, I'd be on the end of the bench or when we're, you know, getting ready for a game, people are like, why doesn't he stay? I sit on the bench. Cause I'm like, it, it's never been. I've never made a big, you know, stink of it. I never went and said anything to people about it and said, "Hey, you shouldn't or you shouldn't do this." I just something I never felt, and I and I had to deal with that, you know, that stigma where people are like, people. I can see people looking around. I'll be right next to my family or someone else, and people will be like looking around, like, right. "What is he doing?" And I never really, you know, made. I've never made a big issue about it, right, to other people. But it's been something I've like. It was personal, personal enough for you, yeah. It's always been personal for me. And like I was telling him, I experienced a certain level of privilege even as being black because I didn't maybe experience some things like even other people haven't. So it's because you're light skinned. <laughs> and it's a, it's a, it's a fair point. It, it, it's, it's a real you know, thing, but a, white people don't understand, don't understand that too. Thing. It's yeah. a real thing. No, that's a good point. I even got into about something about a post about that, yeah, about this whole thing, thing about light skinned people. Yeah. But yeah, I, so there was a per- certain part of my growing up in Cedar Rapids, um, generally around, you know, the neighborhood I lived in, mostly predominantly white and the schools, my friends were predominantly white growing up. Mm-hmm. So there's some stuff about my experience that I didn't really know until I got older. Mm-hmm. So going through that, um, mine was always standing up for other people that I felt like were probably being treated much worse than me. So to that point, the flag is never, again, I'm not, it doesn't scare me or anything, but it's just one of those things where I don't hold it in the same, the same regard. And I know the words of the national anthem. So it's kind of the same thing when people, you know, and it's been one of those things that's in recent years that people have then now seen the words and start seeing that, it wasn't meant for black people when that, when they're going out there and saying it now, I know what it's supposed to represent. So I'm not like burn the flag yeah, or right, being disrespectful right. to other people that have the view because I respect anyone that has it. So I'm like, I'm not going to Glenn and be like, what the hell is that flag yeah. for? Cause I understand yeah. that people can hold it. I just don't want it to be something held against me right. for having maybe a difference. And you opinion. don't, you don't I, celebrate 4th of July right. either. Right. And I was telling him, I'm like, I don't, 4th of July comes. I don't, I mean, I know I'm off. I know they have it, but I don't make a big deal. I don't make a big deal of it personally. I don't stop anyone else. I don't like do say, that, don't do this. Do you think that white people feel the same way about Martin Luther King Day? They just have it off and it is what it is. That's a good point. But it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean the same thing to them. Yeah, it's right. like, they no, didn't have to point. go through the civil rights movement. So what do you guys, what do you guys think? I mean, I think I know the point of it, right? I mean, I get why we have it off. But do you, Celebrate. Like, I, are you saying the kids got to be like, this is what Martin Luther King right. did. That's a good point. No, I, I personally don't, but I've never had any of that experience in my world. Like, right. my reality, right. I just right. don't. I can't believe there are more days. Yeah. I mean, I agree with that. I just right. You know what I'm saying? Right. <clears throat> you do? I'm, but I'm I'm a little different. I mean, ex- with, with regards to, yeah, you look at me and I'm white. Yeah. Um, but. I was raised differently, mm-hmm. and I placed myself around people that didn't necessarily look like me or had the same beliefs as myself. Right on. Yeah. Um, and I sit and I, I think about, so there's two things. Yes, I celebrate Martin Luther King Jr.'s day. Um, I'm a believer that black history shouldn't just be narrowed down to the shortest month of the year. Right. It should be celebrated at all times. Right. Um, I'm also a teacher, and... Um, regardless of what subject I'm teaching, when those days roll around or that time period rolls around, we step away from the curriculum and we we honor those 
individuals. Right. And yeah. so, I mean, social studies was much easier to do that. I mean, and that's the big talk lately is uh, social studies, at least within our school districts, is whitewashed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Know. Absolutely. <clears throat> but as an adult. On a national you, level, probably. Right. Yeah. As oh, you yeah. grow older and you educate yourself, that's the key. You have to educate yourself to realize that there's so much more to history than what takes place in a in a book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I take it upon myself to take that knowledge and build upon it and bring it into the classroom. Right. So, I mean, but with regards and switching back to that flag thing, you know, I mean, I grew up with the American flag hanging outside my house because it was important to my father and important to my, my father's father and so on and so forth. Did I know really what it meant? No, not until as an adult, but today I have an American flag hanging outside my door and it's not, I think it's more to honor probably my father and my family right. than the big picture. Right. Of, right. I'm very knowledgeable about how it does not represent the people in my family or the people around me, mm-hmm. but it's more of a personal reason that it hangs. And I actually thought about it when I put it back out. I'm like, <laughs> right. do I want to do that? But if you pull up to my house, you're going to see the American flag, but you're also going to see a Black Lives Matter sign. Right. right? right. So, so there's like a, they're trying to like balance, like, cause that's a hard. I, I guess I, I, the hard. flag was just kind of something that was like, oh, I grew up with it. When I buy a house, I'm going to have one. That's mm-hmm. me as well. That's right. that's where I'm coming from. I don't really think about, you know. But I also want to be united. If you think about it, we are the United <clears throat> States, and I would love to look at it and say, this is for us being united as a people. Like, again, like to truly put meaning to to all that, we're, we're not united but, right now. And again, that kind of even opens another discussion because it's I always kind of say, and there's, a, there's actually a program out there that you can actually watch. It's called Divided States of America. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's really more representative, really, what we are. Because you think about how different all these 50 states are, mm-hmm. about how the rules are, what happens, how people are treated, how they do stuff, the laws. I mean, you know, how different murder or even, uh, you know, from state to state, how divided we truly are. So to me, it's almost like the system was created for division. For division. To have it a system absolutely, where absolutely. there's a small portion of people that could kind of control the masses by oh, yeah. keeping yep. everybody oh, yeah. divided. For sure. So it's almost like it's divisive in one regard. And then kind of even from that flag standpoint that like some people will take that flag and it's, you know, they honor it and it means that they can have, they can be against this about the way that something's happening. They can be mad about, you know, shutting down the government and take guns and storm the Capitol and feel like that's within their rights. But then someone goes through and, you know, wants to take down monuments, then it's like, well, you don't have a right to do that. You know, but, yeah. but if, you know, you take it away, I got to wear a mask and I'm willing to fight for it and be in the streets. Right. But then these people of color are mad about images that make them feel uncomfortable. It's like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, go back to where yep. you came from. It starts being, right. you don't like it here, go away. And it's like, yeah. but, but when you're white, you can have that flag and you can be against anything. You can, yeah. you know, you feel like I can fight anything. I can tell someone something. I can tell them how they're taking away something from me. But if you're a person of color and you got a problem with this, and, you know, and you want to, you know, F the monuments or yeah. whatever it is, it's like, no, you, you're not, you, you can't do that. Right. Yeah. I think, it's, I mean, it's definitely a, a conflict with the flag. I mean. You got a flag? Um, <laughs> you got a flag? No. No? I, I do not. Either. I do not have a flag. Um, and as a matter of fact, like since everything's been going on, anything that I've ever bought that has a flag on it like 
I'm looking at it like, God, I don't even know if I want to ever wow. wear this ever again. Right. Right. Um, and so, you know, I made a post and I was saying to all of my friends that I'm not the same person I was before the George Floyd thing happened. Okay. Right? I read that. And, yeah. and I hate and I'm pissed at myself that I allowed so many things to happen um, in regards to black lives being lost and stuff like that before, before I got that. to this point. Right. That's, right? That is deep. Um, and so that's sure. an internal battle within myself. And so now I'm looking at America and I'm like, God. And, you know, and I don't want to be the jaded black man. Right. right. So what I'm choosing to do is anytime my friends ask me something, I want to educate them on why right. it is different for me right. than it is for you. And if they're open to that, then we can have great discussions. Right. And I think that's how we move forward. But, you know, you have some people and I think, and I'm just assuming, but I feel like for older white men, they feel like they're losing control of the country. Right. So it's more about we're losing control. Right. And we're losing control. Like, because to me personally, I feel like Donald Trump's in office because they had to go completely left from Obama. Mm -hmm. We had a black man that was running our country. Right. So we got to go all the way left. And that's right. what he represented. And that's what he ran his campaign on. And the people came out of the woodworks that normally didn't even vote. The white voters that normally wouldn't even vote. But they did. And the next person was going to be a woman. So it's like they weren't ready for a black person. And, and then go straight to a woman. woman yeah. It was like, wait a minute. Right. We built this country. So, and here's here's what's crazy is because I and, see a lot and, of different aspects, but my white male friends will say they feel like as white men, they're being attacked. Right. But, and I, I, and I tell, and I'm, I always try to relate stuff to stuff that people might know. So in my mind, it's like, you know, at one point, if you guys know who Bernie Madoff is, who ran the biggest Ponzi scheme, mm -hmm. when he was doing it, everybody loved Bernie. When yes. I watch every movie yes. or show about building America, <laughs> it's about white men yes. and yeah. how they built America. But then once you found out it's a lie, <laughs> right? Bernie's a disgrace. And I'm not saying that white men are a disgrace, but I'm saying they're coming for you because you put yourself out there as the face of building America right. and make it successful. So once it fails... Like, I'm a manager. Once my department fails, I'm responsible for that. I'm right. the face of that department. Right. So that's why I think people are posting a lot about whites because white women had to fight just to get yes. equality in their sense. And they're still fighting for equal wages right. and so on and so forth. So for the white men that put themselves out there and everything was great when there was a lie. And then America's at its America's at a point right now. It's. It's crazy because they didn't expect younger white generations to ever look into the truth. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then be like, holy shit. They kept us separated for a reason. Right. Because they didn't want you to see past the lie. Right. That they wrote in the history books and all that shit. Right. And so then I got friends that one friend that was like, well, they don't teach the real history of what happened to blacks because they don't want there to be any kind of anger in high school. Right. Like it's a, right. like they're doing it for a good reason. Right. No, you're doing it because you're painting a picture. Right. And it's like, you're trying to like twist it to make it look good for you. Right. Why we don't tell the truth. And then, you know, it kind of all rolls into one. And then someone's like, well, you can't erase your history because it doesn't fit your narrative. Right. Well then teach me the real history. Yes. And then we wouldn't have to erase it. 
right? So there's a lot of different things, but I feel like America's at a place now where they, the separation is starting to, I mean, it feels like there's a divide, and that's because there's still like an older generation that's fighting the right. younger generation. Right. But when you look in the streets, there's a lot of young white men Love and it. women mm-hmm. and it. blacks walking together. Yes. And that's something that America was trying their hardest not to get us right. to do. They didn't want, um, you know, all the way back, they didn't want us to read. And right. they, they made the, the education system really bad for blacks. So they just, and then they taught whites, you know, hey, Christopher Columbus, he was amazing. Right, right. Right. right? Christopher Columbus is amazing. Even black history, when you learn about black history in high school, they're going to teach you Harriet Tubman. They're going to tell you Martin Luther King was amazing and Malcolm X was the enemy. When Malcolm X was not at all the enemy, but what he did do was stand up against white people, which made him a bad person. Well, they didn't like Martin Luther King either. I mean, they killed him. Well, they killed him too, yeah. (laughs) Right. But it's just, it's it's crazy. from, from a political standpoint, if you stand for something that's not the norm, you disappear. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. I think the 18 to 25-year-old generation right now is going to take over. I mean, they are – if they get out and vote and they do what they say they're going to do, mm-hmm. that's how I think change is going to come. Yeah, and Dee made a good point is that um, people right now are seeing some – and learning about some of his social media is helping people – learn about things, facts about things that they didn't necessarily right. know. Even yeah. myself. Right. Because the idea was, you know, a lot of the, the way that it was done was you made the lowest white person feel better than all the brown people. That was That's how you did it because you kept those in line because they're like, well, at least I'm not black. At least I'm not Mexican. Right. So I can feel good about myself right. and still support white supremacy in that regard without bucking the system. But now you see people that are standing, like you said, that are out in the streets with us. Yes. Well, not that they never were, because I always tell people, oh, always, if it wasn't always. for good white people, we black would, people would still be in We chains. would still be, yeah. But yeah. there was people that understood and learned and were willing to say, we're equal. And we believe it, and we're willing, because the Freedom Riders back in the you know the 60s, they died too. Oh, there yeah. was white people that died yeah, and absolutely. risked their lives so that people could have the equality that everybody was seeking, because... And it's interesting because people have been talking a lot about it's it's just fortunate that black people just want equality and not revenge. Right. I mean, there's yeah. no that's, I mean, a, that's an interesting statement. I mean, yeah. it's, it's that idea that we're not asking. I mean, even though we probably deserve more than just equality because of how we've been basically put behind the eight ball for you just the last own a yeah. few white yeah. people. I just want a few <laughs> white people. I just want to own a few white people. Yeah, I just want. On Monday, I'm not asking for a whole yeah. bunch, just a few. Uh, yeah, on awesome. Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and you can just come from 12 to 5. But, you know, <laughs> like you're saying, being put oh, behind the eight ball, because in other statements of that, I feel like I hear from white people, it's like slavery was this many years ago. Right. It's like, but what you don't understand is that there's generational, like, kind of passing down of land, right. money, yes, money, education, yeah. what, right. all that different power. stuff. Power. power. Yeah, it's like, it still is a fact. Like, yeah, it did stop, but it was still in the 60s, 70s that blacks weren't allowed the same opportunities to just get right. the same jobs right. or live in the same neighborhoods. It's like the shit trickles down and they just, and I feel like sometimes some of the white people won't look into it and be like, Oh, that happened a hundred years ago, but it's like that's because all lives matter, gen- <laughs> yeah, right? And that's what they said. Th- that's right? that's that group, right? That's yes, that, group. that is. That's who, that, that's who that is. And then what they'll do is they'll pull out. So I I also had to have a discussion with the guy, and he was talking to me about, well, look at Ben Carson's. It's like, 
here's what we had. So from a mindset, there was the field slaves, mm -hmm. which they called the field negroes, yep. and then they had the house slaves. Yep. And the house, the field, they, they, were, they were band, yeah, they were band together. They would help each other out. They were going to fight for each other. And if you was an escape route or whatever, they're going to try to help you get there. So then against that, you had the house slave who turned against his own yes. slaves, yes. would turn them into the master and all efforts to maintain that master's yes. acceptance yes. and be in the house yes. and be treated like he thought was an equal. So equal. he all he internally separated himself and his culture from all the blacks that were in the slave. He didn't even feel like he was one of them. Right. That's what we call a Ben Carson's yep. or a Candace Owen. Right. So you can't see one black person make a statement against, like you were saying, yep. I won't say his name, but, right. <laughs> but like you were saying, say and, then, and then, and then the masses of the people that feel that way from the white, they latch onto that. Yes. They're like, well, this black person said this. Yep. It's like, yeah. Morgan Freeman said, let's not talk about race. Let's just call me Morgan and call you whatever and right. go on with our day. It would be absolutely amazing if we could do that, but we were built, we were in a country that was built on labeling people by their race. <laughs> right. That shit just doesn't That's happen. Right. Well, you were just talking about his portrayed perfectly in a movie that we talked about last episode, Django and Shane. Yep. Samuel L. Jackson's character, yeah. he's yes. running the house. Yes. He yes. Will kill you. Yes. His own people. Yes. Because he was under, I mean, that's, that's a prime example of exactly what it looked like. Yes. And Absolutely. And we have that mindset today. And it's just going to always be there. And it just is what it is. So what, let me ask you this. So you've got, uh, you're talking about Carson. Now let's talk about Bernie Sanders from the other side of the coin. Is he a, is he a white hero? What, what is Bernie Sanders? Since he goes back a long way on the so pro the side. I mean, what, what do you do? Who, if you had to pick a better person between those two, this is, it's tough, right? <laughs> it's tough. I want you, I want you to, this helps me illustrate, you know, a point though, you know, they from oh, life. Well, yeah, because no, you're, you're talking about how Ben Carson is that person, right? He's yeah. that person. Mm -hmm. He's house, right? Yeah. Okay. What is Bernie? He's somebody on the other side of the coin, but he's fighting so feverishly for so long. And I'm not a huge Bernie supporter, but I can attest that I think that that's his track record goes back. It's oh, fundamentally right. sound right, right. all the way. Right. He never faltered on that. Well, and, and you bring him up now again, we can get into some others subjects regarding that but it's kind of like the disinformation just like the history i mean sure talk about the history books the history books are written a certain way and they stigmatize certain people and certain things so when they talk about the stuff that bernie's talking about it's demonized that it won't work it's a, but it's not that any system is corrupt if some people take power out of it no matter what it is democracy our democracy is broken Capitalism. It's not a true democracy right. anyway. And capitalism yeah. is broken yeah. if you're only going to have some people benefit from it. So no matter what it is, so the stuff he's talking about, it's not that and people Venezuela socialism doesn't work or here it doesn't. But if people understood what it really was about, it was about us all joining in on something. They could get now again, we can't solve it today because most people are not going to listen to that part. But it's the idea that if anyone is going to infect the system and take control of it, no matter of government or system is going to work effectively for all people but we it could mm -hmm. if you truly had things in place to, to prevent you know people from taking power from it right true i will say though as as a black man um we got to do some things to help ourselves as well right um so we have some responsibility on this 
because we have people out there. There are people out there fighting to get equality to show what we can do. Um, and then we got the other side where people are out there shooting each other. Like it's like they are co-signing stereotypes that we're trying to get past. Right. And so every time a young black man goes out and shoots another young black man for no fucking reason at a party, whatever they're doing, they're just setting us back years. So no matter how far you get, you have these kids that are hitting the reset button for us. And then it makes it hard to get the other white people that already have formed a stereotype of blacks to see past that because the level of violence that's happening in the Sea Rapids right now is absolutely ridiculous. Right. Right. And, and it's, I feel like it's hurting us as a people because when someone says, well, what about that? There's not really much you can say because it's just like, it's, it feels so, and it's frustrating. Well, and it's frustrating. Can, well, cause I, I agree with you and I disagree with you. So I agree there's a part of it, but the thing that ends up happening is, and that's where, although I like the media and, and but the media can be divisive in that regard because Absolutely. the story becomes that, but it's more about poverty than it is about race. It's really the lack of resources that forces people into doing things that right. they wouldn't necessarily do. If those people, and I say those people, anyone that's yep. on poverty, if those areas, that's white where you people usually see crime is in areas of poverty. And so well, it's not a white collar crime. Right. It looks like that. Right. Exactly. So will. I go through and, you know, to me, I could equate the, you know, the, the murders with guns as the same way we don't help people with health care. I mean, we're killing people off in one regard. Good point. It may not be me shooting you with a gun, but if we don't allow people to have, you know, access to healthcare, we're killing people. Weapons have many right. different looks. Different looks. Yeah. yeah. And so, That's a good point. So, and and then we and then we go through and we really ostracize these black on black crimes to be like everything. Like it's just it's just in our makeup just to go out and kill, and it has nothing to do with that. Right. Do you, you know, feel that when there's a Black on black crime, the media always says young black man. Absolutely. Shoots. Oh, yeah. They never Absolutely. say young yeah. white man. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. 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 I mean, it's very similar to another topic we've talked about like all pit bulls are awful. Right. right. But really, labs have the highest yeah. bite history of any dog. Right. But they always say pit bull bit. Yes. Yeah. If it was a lab, they just say dog. Yes. yes. That's a great, that's, you can't even, that, right. that analogy is absolutely perfect. How does but, that ever change? Right. And so I agree with you, Reggie, and, it, and it's, there's multiple pieces to it, but I, I think here's, so social media came out and you can affect and spread the word about whatever real fast with social media. Mm -hmm. A lot of people I know that are black are posting videos of people fighting. Yeah. Uh -huh. In the in the ghetto or yes. in the projects or, or in the parking lot, right. it's or, like we have Walmart. we have the platform yeah. to show how beautiful right. our race is, right. yeah. but we choose to show fighting, how fast you knock somebody out, right. shit like that. that. Yeah, that is not what we need to be showing. It's like it is making us go backwards because that goes out to the masses, and and you know, and I like a couple times I looked at the comments, and it's like you know, it's the young kids, and it's like. I'm in this gang and I'm in that gang and right. you mother, you don't want to fight and blah, right. blah, blah, blah. And it's like that level of information that you're putting out, which is once again, this information, but it goes out and everyone sees it. Right. And, and that's, but, yeah. and I'm not, sorry, I'm going to interrupt. 
I, as an educator, I mean, I work in a building. I work at McKinley, mm -hmm. and I've been there for 20 years. Mm -hmm. And so those videos that you talk about, those are my kids. Mm -hmm. And time and time again, the ones that end up on the news being shot or being the ones that are shooting, those are my kids. Mm -hmm. And so that I come from a different perspective, and I know how hard we work within our building within that eight hour period of time mm -hmm. with those kids mm -hmm. to show them that they are worth more. Yes. Their lives are worth yeah. more. Yes. But I always say the outside is so powerful yes. and whatever is that pull, that's what we have to work on. And we right. can say that, yeah, it starts at home, whatever, but it's a community. If we are truly a community, then we have to come together. Yes. And I, you can get me going mm -hmm. on many, many of things with, with, respect to that but within our community we really have to be willing to not just talk the talk but walk the walk right. we've got a lot of people that love to talk mm -hmm. but we don't have a lot of people white or black mm -hmm. or brown or whatever that really <laughs> want to put the work in they want to get their face out there they want to sit at a podcast right. and get their voice out there right. but when it comes to it it's like they're not going to do it for free right yeah. You know, yeah. give me a pledge, give me a donation towards my campaign or, you know, towards something. Right. And so, I mean, and I see it time and time again. I mean, so it, it is a poverty issue, but unfortunately in Cedar Rapids, it is, it tends to be a black issue as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, and it, it's not that it's not white people or brown people, but that's who we see right, on right. those videos. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And those, my thing though, is those kids are crying out. So, so that's the part where like, I'm not a big mental illness thing, but yeah. there is a portion of that is that it's a mental illness about having this, when you're traumatized so much, you're, there's no different than the child that's abused as a child and ends up being a prostitute. And you're like, what? It doesn't make sense, right? You'd be like, wait a minute, why were you abused? And then you take that form of lifestyle. It's that trauma that's happening when you're a child that it's kind of glorified that whole fighting, you know, that kind of, that kind of thing. And you see it and then you end up glorifying the same thing that you are traumatized with. And it, for us that haven't been traumatized that way, right. don't, can't, it's hard to relate to why would you act out in a way that doesn't help your cause, but almost looks like it's, you were contributing to it. Right. Well, this might be a question for Molly too. Some of it feels to me like they just want somebody to pay attention. Yes. Whether it's good, bad, or yes. indifferent. They just want someone to be like, oh, you're so cool, or you're so whatever. Do you feel that that, you I, see some of that? Agree. And I just had this conversation yesterday, and I have it frequently. They need some, they need somebody to care, but they need somebody to look up to and, mm -hmm. and to, to, to say, hey, you know, I could be that. Right. Yeah. A you positive know, right something. now, what they have, and it, you know, are they screaming out? Probably, but what what they're doing and they're living their life and portraying it off of, you know, the latest music, music yep. the social media. Yep. I mean, the YouTube, the TikTok. I mean, that's that's the people what, were so they're enjoying. They're having fun. Yeah. That's that's where they're at. And the are they screaming out? Yeah. So when they get older, then they're like, damn. Yeah, or you might already be on the system by that time. Right. But so you know that that's a good point. They see it in entertainment and they see it in music and all that stuff. So there's a lot of entertainers that speak out of get you know for Black Lives Matter and all that stuff. So when do they change their message and their music 
so that they can give the right message and not talk about no what kind of car they're driving yeah right. but are they going to make money they, well, yeah, yeah where is that they're not, they're not. Right that's I, what i'm saying like but where do you at the a, cost of your it's race? all about the money and the yeah. power there's right. a glamour part of it too right like there are a lot of things that portray gangbanging as glamorous right you get money, you get status, you get women, you get cars, you get... You get bitches. You get bitches. Well, because you're not going to get that working at McDonald's. No. You're not going to do that delivering trash. But nobody's glamorizing going and being an electrician. No one's glamorizing right. going to college and becoming a banker. It's right. not glamorized. Right. And and that's the thing is that, unfortunately, and that's where the systemic racism comes in, is that that's those are the roles that you're prevented from getting. Yeah. I right. mean, how many... Right. You know, so when someone does go to try to be an electrician but then can't find the job mm -hmm. in that field. That's the stuff that ends up happening is that even though some of those doors are open, there's only so many of those doors that yeah. people of color can walk through. John Davis women. Kid the third's an electrician. Huh? Who? J.D. Kid. He's an electrician? I'm just throwing that out there. Right. Okay. He made it. But again, it's just like women. I mean, there's only so many doors yeah. that women have been allowed to walk through. Yeah. They can walk yeah. through some, and they've made uh, progress, but there's a point where it's like, wait a minute. That was so a good point many, that you made earlier, yeah. Yeah. You know? Especially vocal women, right? Yeah. I well, mean, it's no different than, so with that. I mean, you, if you look at Molly and I in any profession, <laughs> I mean, you got to be in a position where they're going to listen to a vocal woman, not a woman that's just going right. to sit and do her job and leave. I mean, I'm, I'm quiet and I observe. But you're quiet until you're if not. It's something, if yeah. it's something that I'm passionate, passionate about or educated on, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. then I'm not going to, I'm not going to hold back. So, right. I mean, and. You talk about JD becoming electrician. an electrician, even though he may not want to. He, it is not his. I don't want to use say it's responsibility, but I would think that it would be smart for him to publicly come yeah. to the fact that look at me, yeah. look at what I've done. Mm -hmm. I need to get out in the community. I need to connect with an organization, yeah. and I need to share my story. Mm -hmm. And how and I would and say how the same others thing can to do you, it, and the same yeah. thing to you. And so that so at the in the beginning. It's a teachable moment. When we kind of had yeah. our, when we kind of had our group, and then we went to McKinley and we spoke to a class of kids, mm -hmm. and we, you know, told them like, "This is what we did. And this is what we did to make it the right way, not having to use illegal ways to do that." I felt like, you know, in my heart, like that was an amazing thing. When when it switched and turned into more of the investment thing, I wasn't because I really wanted to. Uh, to talk to the kids and, right. and and give them a platform. So I feel like, you know, if we ever got back to that, that would be an amazing thing. But, you know, I, I, I know we did that and it only happened a couple of times, but then after it kind of switched modes and it went to a different way, then that's where I kind of lost the interest because I really wanted well, to talk to the Well, then I'm going to do kids. a plug right here. I am the president of Egos Academy, which mm -hmm. is a nonprofit organization and, and our doors are always open to and you, she's killing to you, it. to anybody. Okay. We're right. an after-school program. We partnered with the Cedar Rapids Metropolitan YMCA. We have a spot. I mean, we have a location. We have a time. And we're constantly looking for people to come. That's awesome. And, mm -hmm. and share. And it doesn't matter with the color of your skin. I mean, welcome anytime. Yeah, we'll definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, if that's, information after that's and I mean, and it's great. But that's, it, it's totally kids-focused. It's academic focus. That's what the E stands for is education, you know. And so more organizations need to step up and open their doors mm -hmm. to yeah. that yeah, and say, hey, guess what? I don't know everything. Right. Right. You know, right. There are plenty of people out there that share that can share information 
And that's the I first step right there is admitting that you don't know everything. Yeah. Right. Well, and I think I, <laughs> I didn't mean to if I look, off, sorry. No, if I look around this table, right, I'm the really the only one from a perspective of most of my family life surroundings are white people. Right. I don't have a biracial child. I don't have anyone in my family who is a person of color, no matter what color, what origin. And so for me, I've always been open. I accept everybody. Love is love. I don't see color. I mean, you can ask anyone who knows me really well. I will fight to the death for anyone. Yep. But my reality is I don't know. Right. Right. And right. I can say I don't know. I don't know all the black history that I should know. Right. I don't know the resources to get out there and assist in what needs to be assisted. I can scream from the top of my lungs, everybody should be equal. But in reality, I don't know. Right. Right. And, um, and when you know better, you do better. But where are the resources, right? We need to be able to get those out. Right. So, like, a couple things that you said, you don't see color. So, in the beginning, I thought that was okay. Well, before, I mean, I, I, I obviously I really know you're black, right? And <laughs> I know that you have a different perspective right. than me. But what I'm saying is, I love you regardless. I don't care. Right, but you can't right. say you don't, you yeah, don't okay. see color. See, Molly's always really good at helping you, me with this Because stuff. I need you to see you my have color. To, you yeah, have to I want him. You. Okay. It's just a man. You need to see him as a black man. Black man. Okay. Right. You have you see, have to because you yeah. if you take if you take that away you're taking a piece of, I'm taking away a his major identity. piece of, of his identity okay. away and you're putting him into the I bucket with all the other man. white people that makes sense yep so for me I have so Molly's always really good at explaining things to me so if I say something she'll say no let's not say it that way let's do it this but again that's my reality right so my perception is but you're open to learning absolutely so for me it's really hard because I say I don't want to see in an article young black man shoots. So for me, I don't want to say, this is my black friend, D. I mean, right. I want to recognize right. you're a black man, but at the same time, I don't want to stigmatize You don't want to see it. the black University of Iowa athletes in their mugshots, but then the white ones in their Right, in their suits. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just yeah. want to make sure I toe the line between for real. being real and inclusive and you're just my friend and mm-hmm. I love you because you're my friend and not taking away your identity also. Right. Does well, that make sense? No, you're yeah. and you're actually hitting on the major portion. I said the same thing to Glenn earlier is that. You're open to it. The unfortunate part is we need more white people to have their voices in that manner because there's too many people. And again, I want to say, generally speaking, we're all on this similar level, right? Economically, socially, we're kind of in that same thing. The problem is when you start going up the tier levels of people that are Mm -hmm. non-black that are not as vocal about change. So you look at it and say, hey, I'm willing to learn, but there's not enough people that... So we need more of you. I mean, I've said this. We, the progress is going to be made. It's going to be with white people's support. Oh, absolutely. The part that sometimes is frustrating as a white person or a black person is being that sometimes white people will try to tell you what that change is going to look like. Right. They're right. the ones trying to say, well, it's going to happen in these fashions or this is how we're going to let it happen. It has to be a collective thing that we do as a people. So just the whole thing that you just said right there, and I I was tuning out some of it and listening intently to others, but (laughs) here's why. It's because I I heard white people, white people, black people, white people, black people, black people. And at the the end of the day, race was created. Race is not a – humans are what we all are, right? So race is literally a thing created to divide us, which goes all the way back to the flag. Mm -hmm. The division is race, racial division, right? Where did race come from? Somebody at some point in time said – 
you're black people. Right. We're white people. Mm-hmm. You're red people. Right. You're yellow people. Yeah. Like getting to the bottom of that, and if I could just replay your whole entire sentiment that you just said, and it was just people, yeah. people, people, but yeah. we can, we're not there. Right. We, we'll probably never be there. In our mm-hmm. lifetime, we'll probably never be there. That's one reality. But the educational side on the back back of it is where we really need to dig yeah. in deep and, and have that understanding. I mean, I'm guilty. We talked about this too. Like, I have to admit that I come with a sense of white privilege. Yeah. Even though I was raised in a home, I had all of my friends are probably of color growing up. I was the minority in my group. I've <laughs> helped raise biracial children, um, but I'm still of privilege. And I think for white people in general, and I have to say white people yeah. because we're, yeah. we're yeah. in a racial society, correct? Right. Yeah. Um, I do. I do take things for granted yeah. with privilege, and yeah. Yeah, all of that comes into play. Yeah. For you all go of to us. a job interview, you're not thinking in the back of your head. I mean, are they going to see yeah. my resume and right. my character, or is this a person that is just going to see my skin color? And they have already for prejudged sure. me Absolutely. before I sit yeah. down to get a job. And then when I do get the job, and I'm a manager or um, a director or what have you. The white people that are reporting to me, are they expecting I have to put in more effort <laughs> so that you can get past your stereotypes right. of me mm-hmm. before, you know, it's just like there's like a whole bunch of different stuff that I don't necessarily know that you will ever have to. Well, like or you do said, your employees culturally change their appearance in front of you to better fit in? Do you have that? Right. Like, do you, you see don't... things like that? Like the white people that work for you all of a sudden become not as white they're trying too hard or you know like, you see those things around <laughs> right. like i don't deal with any of that right. you have right. to do a lot of code switching as as a person of color yeah and that's a term that kind of came into my life a few years ago code switching code switching okay. and i've never heard it um <clears throat> the these gentlemen could probably explain it a lot more than better than i could but i sat at a conference in des moines and we were it was all based off of culture and climate and what have you and we talked about code switching and i knew what it was but i was in a room filled with white women as Mm -hmm. educators uh with sprinkles of color um and the presenter was a black male and he spoke to the other black males in the room and talked about how often do you have to code switch so that goes back to what d was saying about how you have to speak to someone or handle a certain situation Definitely. that you step out of your uh, norm, yep. you know, and the the vocabulary that you yep. use or if you yep. articulate yes. or enunciate yes. your yes. words or constant yep. need of having Always. to watch to make sure that the white people understand and get and it. And are comfortable uh-huh. with it. Right. That, yeah. And okay. that, that you're making them you. comfortable. And so one of them said, what's the percentage? And someone worked in Des Moines Public down in the admin building. Okay. And he said he probably spends 86% of his day code switching. So by oh, the yeah. time he gets home, wow. I, like I said, man, being black has to be exhausting. Oh, and I have oh, said man. that in my own staff meetings yeah. and, you know, and the, the few blacks individuals that I work with, they're all like, yes. That seriously yeah. makes me want to cry. Like I yeah. seriously want to freak out. No, but she's hitting on it. But the thing yeah. is, is my they're white privilege, crazy. my white privilege, we don't think about it. No, I don't, I don't no, see no, that. No. I don't think about that either. I mean, but the thing is, is that, you know, I grew up around Reggie's family from the age of 14 is That's when tough. I was introduced to their family. Right. And I learned so much from his family mm-hmm. to this day, you know, and so you just, it's, you have to immerse yourself in that. 
Yeah. I mean, the first time I got pulled over by a police officer, I was with Chad, his uncle, which Chad, is just yeah. crazy to say. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're driving Sadie's little navy blue four-door car, and we're just out having fun. And I get pulled, he gets pulled over, and the police officer comes with the flashlight and asks me like two or three times, are you okay? Yeah. Are mm-hmm. you okay? Yeah. And we're just yeah. like out, we were less yeah. than a block away yeah. from the house on yeah. 14th. You know, so I mean, I, I digress, but code switching is something that we as, as white people have to constantly, you have to educate yourself. You have to. And I live amongst privilege and I recognize that, but I choose to educate myself and surround myself with people that I have connections with regardless of what the color of their skin is. Hey, you caught me on my feels hard when you said yeah. it has to be exhausting to be yeah. a black person. It gave that, me chills. That yeah. literally, like, yeah. here's yeah. I got look chills. Look, 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 I got chills. I got chills, too. I mean, and it sounds strange coming probably from a white woman, but I, I am to that yeah, point right. educationally where I recognize, yeah. Right. yeah. I'm like, I've never heard that said yeah, to me before in my entire and, life. And I've they, never like, heard anybody say that to me. So how does Glenn and I, how do we educate ourselves? Where, where are those resources? Read. 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 But are there yeah, like movies. resources in the community where we can go and listen to people? Because I feel like I, I feel like I can read <laughs> all. Want to get me started on this? Yeah. This I community. I feel is like different. I could yeah. read yeah. every article and every book right. and every everything. But to have someone speaking in front of me and give me uh, their actual experience is a whole lot different. Yeah, this is way more valuable than a book right here. But you don't always have this. But you can right. always. But you have. Resources oh, no, I, here, like right, you I, can always ask. I always you know? do, right? And, you yeah. can and, always and I don't, I don't know. I don't know if you guys would agree, but I mean, from from the white female perspective, and I've been, you know, I've immersed myself in in the black culture for what, almost thirty years. Right. right. That's, insane. That's insane. You're only twenty nine. How'd that happen? <laughs> I know, right? That's insane. Love that it. Yeah. Thirty years that I've immersed, and even before that, you know. But I mean, truly immersed myself in in spending serious amounts of time with within the black family i mean in a, in a large black family within the community mm-hmm. it makes me very sad to see who currently oh god i'll probably be shot down for saying this who is representing the black culture within and the black community within our own community yeah because, I mean, you can see these posts on Facebook. I'm a black man. I lift you up. No, 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 you don't. Yeah. You are the first to talk bad about another black man who is trying to do something good. Yeah. yeah. And that is crazy that you yeah. said that. And if you are That's not crazy. from Cedar Rapids or Marion, even C- I would say Cedar Rapids, <laughs> as a black man trying to come in to do something good. Yeah. Such as Stan Hughes. Yeah. I agree. Who is the CEO of Egos Academy. Yeah. Man, you are torn down, left, yeah. right, up, oh, yeah. down, man. Well, you can't. Uh, you, he, well and he's so he amazing. He just went to Nubo yesterday. And he's so amazing. To, to, to Shawnee's Cakes. Right. And had, and she, you know, she's, she's great. I mean, they talk all the time. I just let him go in there, whatever. Another black man came up and said, why are you going to give that to him? Like she was literally going to just give him something yeah, sweet. Yeah. Why are you going to give that to him? He's not even from here. Right. Like, right. Right. But, but isn't that what we're talking about? The, the tearing of each other down, right? I don't. Why do we do that? I don't, it, get, it happens, I don't get it. It happens Because lot, I wouldn't but, say that to Molly. If Molly was standing there and someone was giving her something, I would say, I wouldn't say, why are you giving that to her? But I and think, that's not a great example. But I mean, it's just, that's just like all the time. But I think Damn. some of that is programmed in us right so if you listen to even celebrities or whoever all of them are about 
you know, I got these, I got these shoes and you can't cop these because they're one of a kind, right? right? For us, all the way back historically, it was about being one up on the next black mm-hmm. family yeah. when you were able to have something, right. right? So, and that even, 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 even slavery, you know, and when we talked about light skin, dark skin is a mm-hmm. real thing because yeah. it was like, if you were light skin, then you could be put in a movie mm-hmm. right. and you could right. portray a different thing. When you were dark skin, you could play a thug. Right. You could play someone that's going to rob another right. person. Right. And then it became about outdoing the yep. next black family. Right. And then that was just programmed into us. So we got like a lot of different things that are a mindset because of the all the things that have happened. Um, mm-hmm. So even like a mindset, I you know, I had a family member when I had my um, condo in um, Marion that came over. And, you know, and it's like I did it all, all new furniture, all artwork and all that stuff. And, and they came in and they were like, man, this is like a white person's house. And it's like, <laughs> you mean to tell me having matching furniture and artwork on my wall? That's white people absolutely, shit? That's white people. Like, we can't do that right, shit. Like, right, we can yeah, do right. this. We no, can do this yeah, as well, you know. Yeah. So it, it, it's just um, somewhat of a mindset that's been programmed into us. And, um, you know, from the flip of that coin, right? So I think for white people that light skin, dark skin has been programmed in us for years too, mm-hmm. right? So if you're someone who is walking down the street and sees D and and Reggie walking, they're going to walk away possibly yeah. from you because it's been right. ingrained right. that the darker your skin right. is, the scarier you are. Right. That has been ingrained. Yeah. Absolutely. That is just like what... And, and still, it's bullshit, it's still somewhat, yeah. but it has happened. It's still somewhat out there in the media when you watch movies and so on and so mm-hmm. forth. And then you're like, you know, you used to see a lot more commercials where every black woman on the commercial had to be overweight and they were like, child, I don't need right, these. Right, it's like, that's right. not how we talk. My, right, right, <laughs> right. The women right. in my family don't talk like that. Like, Pay attention to billboards. Yeah. I mean, like you can drive down First Avenue and the ones that are like Bridgehaven or like... Mm-hmm. Young women that have ended up pregnant, they're black, black women. Right. I noticed right. Like the other day there was right. a Planned Parenthood or something. Them, right. Sitting there by themselves. Right. Like, but that's why I have right. associates and then I have friends. And so, like, Reggie, what I can absolutely love about Reggie is, like, just the other day we were just talking, you know, via text. And it's just random out of the blue, hey, man, I'm proud of you, you right? Know, mm-hmm. for your success and the things that you're doing and, and what you've been able to accomplish. It's going down on another episode of Table Scraps. Table Scraps. Hard Table to just scraps. accept that maybe my place in life wasn't just because I pulled myself up by my bootstraps. No. Some of it is just because of generational wealth yeah. and things mm-hmm. that were passed down, even yep. if it was just menial just a property a house to live in yeah inheritance or like you know um life insurance just anything that have Mm -hmm. it could be as small as a family member who co-signs on your first mortgage yes Yes. or co-signs on your first car i still can't get over the fact that just being for a day could be exhausting yes if i took anything away from today that is well, it's remarkable i thought you were going to say something more about that portion i I was just going to say that you know and the fact that we're both on the managerial level. Yes. It's just like every day that I sit in a meeting with all the other um, leadership teams and all that stuff, it's like I have to come at it in a different way. Yes. Right? I have to come at it at a different way. Or at some point, it's just going to be like they find a way to 
weed you out of the company right, if you're not fitting that kind of um, mold. And it's unfortunate that we have to be like that. But as you hear the Iowa Hawkeye players that were talking about this stuff, all of them said, I couldn't be myself. They were like, the coach is telling them that's not the right kind of haircut to represent Iowa Hawkeyes. It's like, so you're telling them that they cannot represent themselves. And then I know that there was um, a, a young black man that I think he couldn't graduate because he had his dreads in, and they were wanting him to cut it. It's like you're trying to, and then, you know, you look at dress codes and stuff when you walk into places. They are, dress codes are created to weed people out. Weed the people. people, Yeah, yeah, the certain people. I mean, think about some of the clubs in Cedar Rapids that used to exist and how you couldn't wear hats or jerseys. And I'm like, that was like right. the cultural thing Absolutely. at the time. So it's like you just want white people in here. Yes, that's exactly what they're yep. talking about. And just literally yeah. white people. And we could probably do a whole show like on that. Molly part. and I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we yeah I might have worn a jersey back in the day. Right. I don't know. Right. <laughs> and we could probably do a, almost a whole show on what it's like to go through those days because like like Dee's saying, like and she's mentioning it. The whole idea even when I came over here, I was in the car changing because I showed I was having a showing at my house that I was trying to sell. Mm-hmm. And I had to dress a certain way, mm-hmm. right? Now, not that I, you know, was looking to be, you know, mm-hmm. anything bad, but just the idea that when I get up and start my job and I go through and I'm like, this is what I got to do. These are the people, how I got to talk. Are when, we talking about appealing to a white audience? Yes. yes. We're just but then specifically also, talking but about then that. Also, but then also switching to that black, that black, that white. It might be a different yeah. white. You know, mm-hmm. I can talk to Molly and be cool and say anything and yeah. she's sure. not going to be judging me. Right. Sure. At least the same. But right. I may go to someone else and I'm like, okay, I got to yep. yeah. this. You know, There's shake, the exhausting part of life. That's crazy. And then I'm thinking about, well, who else is maybe seeing me? I got to think about, I, I mean, I'll give you one one example. I went to a job interview. and This is for a GM, my first GM spot to, mm-hmm. to run a location. And I was traveling and Everyone used to see me, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. I used to wear visors all the time, right. backwards, upside down, whatever kind of way, right? All and I was walking through, and I was coming from Vegas to go into Nashville to for a job in Jackson, Tennessee. So I was, but Jackson, I just had the way I flights worked, I was going to fly to Nashville, drive there. The guy that was interviewing me was coming from Ohio from the corporate office, and he was traveling through Nashville as well. And I remember I was going the day before, staying in the hotel, and then doing the interview the next day, and I... And I was walking through Nashville, and this was the first time I started thinking, what if I ran into him in the airport at the same time? And then he sees me tomorrow. I'm walking around, baggy shorts, baggy mm-hmm. clothes, visor on, right. crooked, and whatever. And then he sees me tomorrow in my suit. Is he going to remember me? Or what? Because right. he doesn't know what I look like. He doesn't, I, you know, I, I don't know mm-hmm. what he looks like. What do I see him tomorrow? And I'm like, dude, I'm, you know, I was with him at the airport or at the rental car place or whatever it may be at the same hotel. Cause we actually stayed at the same hotel right? even before we got there. And I'm like, I wonder what he would think of me. And right. I started saying to myself, I, if you go through my closet now, all my visors are in a box. Right. Cause I don't wear them anymore. I don't do Consciously that. Yeah, your change mm-hmm. my tire and do something just to kind of say, Hey, now I'm, you know, the leader of this company, yeah. you know, I'm in a spot where. Where I'm at at High V may be something that hurts me tomorrow, right? <laughs> you know, or someone thinks something different of me, and my cars have changed. So the yes. same thing. I got yeah. the I got rims on my car, but they ain't twenties anymore. Right. You know, they're eighteen. Right. Right. You know, look more yeah. professional right. style. You know, I don't have the tent on the right. window like I would in the past. I'm like, 
I kind of have to play this other part and think about when I do go places and like I said, who I'm going to meet and at work. But it, like I said, but even that it even changes to the back black people because then I have to like. I gotta act black still because yeah. people don't think I'm a sellout, so I gotta change for them too. So yeah. when I have a black employee coming to my my office, I gotta be like, "Well, I can't just come across like this proper speaking yeah. black yeah. person." Yeah. While you're doing all this, there's a whole entire slew of white Abs- guys out absolutely. there trying to be you. <laughs> right? Yeah. Think about the craziness right. of that. Right. But because they're white. Yeah. Yeah. Nuts! It's absolutely yeah. crazy. Right. It is. It's crazy, man. It's a, it's a crazy world we live in, you know. And I was also explaining to some people because I'm always trying to like educate them, and so I just try to put it in a form that they can understand. And they're like, just basically making the point like they think that black should be able to catch up to whites because they see things as being equal. Equal. And I'm like, you know, I want to tell you a story. Just um, my son, my youngest son, who's 15, well periodically asked me to play NBA 2K with them, which is the, a basketball game on the videos, right? And he's player one, I'm player two, but he plays 24 hours, seven days a week. And then, <laughs> and, and he's learning, he's learning cause he's playing online. So he's learning from his friends, what plays work, what plays don't work, how to respond to this, the controls, all that stuff. He knows all of that. So, and I'm playing and the two times I play a year, because <laughs> he asked me I'm losing by like 60 points right <laughs> right 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 the frustration and that doesn't come in me losing the frustration is when I look at player one that he is and he's rejoicing like we're on the same playing field like we're on a level playing field right yeah. right right yeah I said America and white people are player one uh-huh. and where we get frustrated is when we look at you and you don't acknowledge that there's a huge gap yeah. because we weren't even allowed to come and play the game for a long time. Right. And then Damn, we yeah. got to play it one time and then we got to play it two times a year, but we're never going to get to caught up unless we can play it 24 yeah. seven. Yeah. yeah. I can get all the experience and knowledge from all the people yeah. that resources. have passed it down yep. the resources. So there's always going to be that gap and I'll look at him and he's like, are you are you even gonna defend me? Like, and I'm like, motherfucker, you play this twenty four seven, and the only reason you play it twenty four seven is because I pay for the fucking internet. But we won't even go there. The moral of the story is, is like, I will never ever be on his level of skill because I don't have the opportunity. And if I do have the opportunity, I choose to put it somewhere else right now because I have right. to pay for a family. But right. that's yeah. why there's a gap, and that is just like something that everyone can process that's well said. when you sit down and try to play a, a game with your your child right, and okay. they just mm-hmm. kick your ass you're like yeah. that is what america is for blacks yeah and yeah. a lot of other people of yeah. color um i wanted you to maybe touch on this too because i've explained this to people a couple times when when they say i don't understand why they're looting and while there's why they're spray painting and why they're breaking things and D said it pretty perfectly one week. He said, um, I don't even think we were recording when he said it, but he said, I am a calm person. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm laid back. I'm calm. I don't get irrational. But when I see things like George Floyd and other young or old black people being murdered and assaulted, he said, I become an irrational person. He said, I off. want to break things and mm-hmm. I want to set things on fire. Right. And he said, 
it, you just explained it perfectly because I could internalize that where if it was my child or my family yep. member, right. I would want to burn something down. Right. Well, and it's, and it's really, and it's, it's amazing. It's actually the American way. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. go, back, go back in history. Yeah. That's what they did. I mean, yeah. they didn't go through friends. and just pray that England just let them have right. their freedom. <laughs> right. They didn't go through and pray it away or just say. The we'll Boston just, Tea we'll Party. Yeah, we'll, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. And all, if you go through all the history, all of the burnings and yeah. destruction, a lot of it is that, that frustration, for whatever mm-hmm. reason, caused change to happen. Mm-hmm. And I was going to go. For well, that. we say to people all the time, get angry. Yeah. Stay angry. Yeah. That's how you're going to get it done. Yeah. Get angry. Right. Yeah. But Unless then when people actually yeah. get angry, right. they're like, oh, my God, right. I can't believe. Yeah. And then there's no, there's like, well, you know, like fighting is never going to solve. Or can, I agree. I totally no, agree. No, but it makes you feel so much right. better right. when you can just kick but, someone's but, ass. But, but, it's, but I know. But, and that's what I'm saying. But it's only for certain. <laughs> you've done that a lot. But it's Not only, a lot. But, but I've wanted to a lot, Molly. <laughs> but the thing is, it's only for some people to do that. So we're all on board with. You know, I give it, you know, you know, it's another sense of the subject, but 9-11, it's all, when 9-11 happens, we didn't go through and say, okay, you did it, we're sorry, you know, thank you, we'll see, you know, victims, we'll, you know, pray for them. No, we went to war. We've been in a war ever since 2001, mm-hmm. fighting and killing innocent people. We, we sacrificed a bunch of our American soldiers, which we always talk about our military. We sacrificed all their lives to get back from some situation that happened to us. It's, it, I mean, it's always been... I have to get some type of revenge. I don't agree. I think we shouldn't. I'm not a you know person who's like violent, but it's that part where the fr- the frustration you feel, and if it feel like it hits you, then mm-hmm. your thing is lash out, and then people are on board. But if it isn't me, why are you lashing out? And it's like I don't know why you guys are in so much pain. You should mm-hmm. be fine. So, if I can take anything from I, everyone that's listening, if you're gonna post some shit on Facebook. <laughs> Google is readily available for everyone. So just make sure the shit is right. You know, I right. just came across a post of someone that posted a uh, uh, statue of Jimi Hendrix and it had some spray paint on it. And they were like, when black lives um, stops mattering and it's about destruction. Mm. And okay. So it takes me five seconds to Google that and say, listen, motherfucker, which I didn't say motherfucker, <laughs> but I wanted to, I wanted to. This is a statue that was defaced in 2013 by right. two drunk white college students right. Yeah. Right. in Seattle. Right. But you have turned it into something to try to disgrace a movement mm-hmm. right. where people are just trying to get equality. Right. Research that shit. Because to me, if I see shit like that, I'm, 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 ready, I'm deleting you. Because right. I feel like right. you are like, you're purposely. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay with trying you trying to educate yourself, but before you post shit like that yeah. or asking like the Confederate flag, if you're offended by this, you're offended by all these things. And then they're got logos of BET. BET is owned by a white company. Right. Like, that right. doesn't even fucking make sense. Right. Man. You're just like, you're reaching for the right. craziest. That's why social shit. media is dangerous. And it so can be dangerous. Absolutely I have dangerous. like reduced my people I associate I was with say, my so fast. I have just been deleting it. It's just like gone, gone, gone. Like I don't even need right. that type now, of Now it's interesting about that because you're right. Social media can be very de- destructive and you know, even the stuff that you Google, yeah. you do have to be careful. And I'm, I'm included in that where sometimes it's like, I, I gotta 
spend a little bit more time just digging into some stuff and making sure you have reliable sources and that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, I need the I need to read like two to three articles. Yeah, that state the that same kind of, thing yeah, they talk about some. Of I need to make sure before yeah. I tell someone else to be educated. I need to make sure that right. I'm and it is hard because there you know a lot of things that you know, appear to be you know factual and then they end up being something, and so it, it can be terribly divisive but in like, that regard. They spray painted the the Lincoln Memorial. It's like that shit didn't happen. Like, but people right. For, I just the shit the frustration. I feel like I, I have a lot of white friends, well, white associates that I thought were friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, See, I'm not I deleting just, them, so I'm not deleting them. Because, oh, I am. So, like I, for me, I just I, I, I gotta. You know, when they get to be really, really, really only rough, because I, gotta, I cannot not respond. Right. And mm-hmm. then it becomes a three hour. Yeah. And then I'm texting Molly, going, "Oh my fuck, <laughs> look at what right. this fucker just posted." And then I, my fingers, just, and then yeah. I can't. And I challenge you. I just challenge you to say yeah. that one. Just try not to do that because it's hard for all of us. That's why I said, like me, I, I kind of the one person finally got. I couldn't. Let, I had to let go the other day. But <laughs> um, and again, I made it mild by just saying, you know, kind of. I didn't really get true to personal. No. Kind of mm-hmm. like got it out there. But the one thing is that because there's a couple things that you will learn from the people is you want to you, you get to see where they are but also their silence like i have a yeah. long list of friends and i'm saying their silence when i still see them and i'm not saying that people shouldn't post stuff about their dogs or their what they ate today and what they're doing and their diet and right. you know traveling because they should still do that that's what facebook is for right. but it is interesting to see that that's all that they're talking about like mm-hmm. they're not that the ones oh, yeah. that are completely silent they're about anything, anything that don't like anything, you get a chance to see exactly. Now, again, I know the algorithms and all the different things in terms of what your feed looks like. Yeah. It's not always in your control, but it is interesting to see what people still don't really Some care about. Avoiding it, they don't avoid it because it's no. I'll, I'll, I'll probably stirring up something, but it's kind of there was a post that, post that I wanted to talk about with you guys. Is that I kind of saw one. And I think I posted something. Because if anyone knows me, I'm not against the police. Not at all. Hmm. But I do have a problem with people that are like, support, support, support the police. I even, one post that even included, and it was something I think I think you liked, I was going to say something about, is that where the post was talking about supporting the police, and one of the comments in there said, if you need ammo, I have it. What? I can help you. I'll show you. Okay. And it's like, what? Right. It, it was something like, you know, if you come to my house, you, I'll feed you some water. I'll give you some food. If you're tired, you can come rest here. Oh, yeah. I saw yeah. tons of people but, post that. But that post also included, if you have ammo, I have some of that, too. I can give you ammo. It's like. That's douchebag move. Right. And, and the thing about it is that that experience, and again, my experience with police is so bad. And yeah. I get not even bad. Now, obviously, I am still alive, so I've yeah. learned how to yeah. just generally stay alive and I haven't committed any crimes. So, I'm, you know, generally all right but my experience with police is so negative yeah you know but so then it's again, way more perception right, it's way more negative yeah. but because like molly said i mean i've had the whole get pulled over and not i mean just because i looked at him mm-hmm. oh, okay i looked at you and yeah. I did, i've had the same thing where i had a white female in the car and it's like they're talking to her and she's in the back they're asking her if she's okay yeah, is she sure or is she, yeah. is she you know is it everything going to be all right like what and that's the kind of and sometimes not even being talked to where I've gotten where they pulled her out yeah. and they don't even tell me about I committed a crime or I was speeding yep. or anything else. And I'm waiting for her thinking that her life's in danger and all they ended up finding out. They wanted to make sure she was fine, that yeah. she was there yeah. for will. And I didn't rob, steal the car yeah. from her. Like, well, and I what? think saying you're against police brutality doesn't mean you're right. against police. Right. It just means Different. let's freaking educate yes, absolutely. them. Absolutely. I mean, I have a friend whose husband is black and he is a police officer. And some of the stuff they post 
blows my mind. Right. Mm-hmm. Because you would think he'd want to be on one side of the education of this and that. And it just doesn't seem... House. Yes. House. It just... House. Yeah. It, I mean, even from my pers- perspective and my reality, I think differently than that. So it's just crazy right. some of the stuff I see. Well, I'm going to tell you something else I feel, and I'm getting out here. I know people are going to be hating me more. <laughs> but because my thing is when I think about police, and this is it's kind of even like the military. I mean, I support those groups, but people think that everyone's in there just because they want to serve. No, it's a job. Right. Yeah. And a lot of them because they couldn't get power. a job. Yeah, power. But some of them is because there was jobs they couldn't get. So it ended up being, well, mm-hmm. I better go to the military because I can't go yeah. to college yeah. and pay for it. Yeah. Or I'm going to go be a cop because they're hiring. It's not yeah. because I just want to just protect. Serve people. Serve yeah. people. And yeah. that's where you see this big divide when people are saying defund police. It's not because we don't want anything. We want it to be in terms of public safety, mm-hmm. not into militarizing yeah. these police forms with just that it's, it's how do we make people feel safe in our community? So I saw a post where it, it shows different countries and how long you have to go to school and how much training right. you have oh, to have yes. to be a police yeah. officer. Yes. There was like five countries that were listed that they go to school for three to four years. They do all this training. Yep. It's yep. so many hours of training. And then you look at the United States and it's like you can have a GED right. in three mm-hmm. weeks at right. the academy. That's a huge difference. Be- I mean, well, think about Molly, how long did you go to school? Yeah. <laughs> and all the training and all the time you had to get. Right. And- like I said, you go six months to police academy out, and you're like, okay, yeah. here, here's a gun, and go go do out there and serve. Yeah. I got a friend that is a police officer, a black friend that is a police officer. I don't even know. We go way back. And so now I'm at that point where it's like, okay, we go way back, but the shit that you're putting out on Facebook as a police officer, I don't know that I can associate with you mm-hmm. anymore. I mean, and I'm like thinking like in one to two months he might be in a clan outfit on facebook like and i have a lot of friends who are cops oh my god i have a lot of friends who are cops and most of them are disgusted by the behavior of the corrupt bad police Mm -hmm. but if you're not doing anything or saying anything about it are you really making change Right. right and that's all we're asking for part of the problem yeah right but that's tough and that's a tough position to be in yeah. And it's no different because I mean yeah. I, I sympathize, and that's why people. I, if, if anyone spends time listening to me talk about it, is that being a cop is a tough thing. Yeah. I can't imagine rolling up on any car either that Not I don't know what who they are or what to. you're going to yeah. They do. I mean, I, I think that they deserve their lives are important. I mean, so yeah. and that is a tough spot to be in, and you have to make some. Quick, so you're being educated quick, about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Some yeah. really quick decisions. Three about to five seconds to watch someone pulling out a gun, or um, like, yeah. But that is, I think, it's it's a good point. That's that. Well, so I was watching all the live feeds of the protests in Iowa City. I don't know if anybody watched it, but the first night, there was thousands of people. They Mm -hmm. were obviously trying to get on the interstate. They hadn't shut the interstate down. They were trying to keep everybody safe. Mm -hmm. The way they did it, though, is they came out in riot gear. They stood in front of them. They threw tear gas at them. I mean, my niece was there, and she said it was horrifying. The second night, if you watch the second night, the leaders of the protest spoke to the Iowa State Patrol. Iowa State Patrol shut down the interstate. I mean, they were shaking people's hands. They were not in riot gear. They were out amongst everybody. It was a totally different feel. The mayor of Iowa City stood at the interstate and said, I'm not going to walk out there, but if you feel you need to, it is safe. You can go. Okay. And so I'm not saying that the Iowa City North Liberty Police didn't have to do something to keep those people off right. the interstate because it wasn't closed right. and someone could have gotten hurt. Right. But there is a difference between when you come out in riot gear mm-hmm. and when you're just standing there in your uniform t- 
talking to people. Right. I mean, mm. it was just a totally different feel right. one night to the next. Right. I don't want anyone hurt. I don't. Right. I mean, my son went downtown and I said, you get your ass on that interstate. And I'm going to come find you. <laughs> right. And I'm going to whoop your ass because you can do what you need to do without putting people's lives in danger. Right. Right. I mean, I get why they're on their interstate. I get it. But we don't want anyone run over or killed trying to prove a point. Well, but how should, how should, because I hear, you know, people talk about that a lot. How should they protest, like walk up and down the sidewalks? Because they're not disrupting anyone's life. So then the protest doesn't mean shit. If you're not changing, if you're not disrupting someone's regular routine or they're like, they're not give a fuck. They're going to walk by and you might have a sign that says honk two times for Black Lives Matter. And they're going to honk two times and keep on moving. But like, you have to disrupt (laughs) people's lives. You have to like slip under the rug. Well, there was a lot of people the second night that were pissed. They were like, oh, we have to reroute ourselves and truckers have to get off the interstate and blah, blah, blah. But that's the point, right? But I lost, I was telling Glenn before we got on, I lost a friend of about 20 years here recently because of Block Street. I mean, because... He was pretty progressive, pretty you know, in terms of like learning and understanding things. You know, obviously white guy, mm-hmm. older, and we've known each other for twenty years. And we got this conversation about this because the freeway got blocked in his city. I won't even bring up where he's from, mm-hmm. but the city's in. It got blocked, and it took him an hour and a half to get home. And the the rage that he was talking to me yeah. on the phone, and I'm thinking like, dude, that's when you say, you, okay, I mean, like, you get it now, right? Like, that's I mean, how angry I'm like, we are. I'm like. You're so pissed about an hour and a half drive mm-hmm. home. People are being killed. Yeah, you're still alive. Yeah. 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 And you are that upset that he's like, I mean, those people. And I'm like, those people. Those you got to hear that. And I was like, from him, I was so disappointed. And I was mm-hmm. trying to get him. He was like, Reggie, you just, I can't believe you. You're educated. When you start when people start uh, talking, yeah. like, oh, yeah. like, yeah. because you if you're, type of it, you're, making if you're it protesting, work. Right. you're not educated, <laughs> right? And it's like yeah. you don't really understand. And it was like, Reggie, I can't, I can't, I just can't believe someone with your background and blah 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 would ever like be it. And I'm like, yeah. But that was one of the. I, I mean, I do not. I mean, I always tell, I do not talk to him at all. Deleted him for everything. Deleted his phone number. Every, his email, yeah. everything, LinkedIn, Facebook, you way everything. Deep. Way deep. <laughs> and I was telling him that he was the one of those white guys where, like I told him, I don't, I don't eat at many people's houses. They know that. But this is the one white guy that he would cook for me. <laughs> he had a dog and all this stuff. It's against everything I believe in, right? In terms of like how the environment yeah. that I'm going to be in. And I will let this guy cook for me. But he made a uh, marinade for steak that I think is awesome. And it, it's funny because it was, I don't tell you his name. I won't say his full name, but his name, the thing was Matt. Matt's marvelous marinade. I took that recipe, brought it the the, the uh, word document up, deleted Matt off of it. So I, all it says is I told you he went deep. I like he went deep. I removed him from every piece of my being because I, he basically was telling me his hour and a half commute home was more important than people's lives. Now when he said like Reggie here, educated, okay, blah 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 blah, is he used to only seeing the coded version of Reggie? No, that's what I'm saying. He's oh, he's okay. seen me. That's what I'm saying. He, we've had me. some really good conversations okay. about some of the stuff, but it what it, none of it ever inconvenienced him though. Right. Mm-hmm. So it right. was just talk. Right. Like so, but when it became something that yeah. stopped and prevented him from getting home, right? Then it was like, wait a minute, all bets are off. I ain't in for this stuff now. They can right. do stuff as long as they don't do nothing that affects me, you know. So right. I mean, like protest isn't it really just like disciplining your kids like are you gonna are you just gonna like do something that doesn't really affect them or are you gonna take their cell phones and shit 
and disrupt their right. regular routine right. and piss them off because they understand what you're really saying at that point. They're going to stop for a minute and be like, okay, yeah. I hear what you're saying. So that's doing. what I did to my son when we talked about that video game. I, I took this football game away from him. I played it for a while. And I said, you can't play it. And I took the game. You took you the game because you, you were losing? Yes. Yeah, so I was like, I, I'm the only one that can play it now. Okay. That's why there's America. We're taking the game. We're taking the game from you. <laughs> we're taking the game from you. All right. It's been an amazing discussion. Appreciate all you guys and real, real willingness to it. learn and, and speak in real talk. This is Table Scraps. We're saying slick shit's the way of life. We're out. All right.